design your own marketing business, explore a variety of trends in the creative landscape, getting insider knowledge from the industry's best. You are just proud to present Mind Your Own Marketing Business with host Joe Barsness. Thanks for joining us on the Mind Your Own Marketing Business podcast. I'm Joe Barsness from mobile development team Fjorge, and on our show today, we'll be talking with Peter Doyat about his marketing and branding strategy agency, Publicus Community. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thanks for having me, Joe. All right. As always, I want to hear a little bit about Publicus and, and what you guys do. Yeah. So Publicus is a, an advertising PR firm and marketing agency that specializes in the real estate and uh, resort world. Essentially, if it's a project that's associated with um, uh, you know, private communities or real estate developments or hotels, and even in some scenarios, hospitality affiliates like restaurants or, or some uh, connection to that industry, uh, that's essentially what we focus on. Um, in addition to that, we've actually just launched a new sister organization called Real Living Productions uh, that kind of uh, follows in the same footsteps as Publicus. Got it. So cool. That's really cool. Tell me a little bit more about Real Living Productions. How is it different? What was the strategy there? What's happening with that launch? Yeah. So what's really interesting is that Real Living Productions and Publicus were both uh, in the same uh, vertical, so to speak. Uh, and they were phenomenal agency in their own right. They've been around for a while. We had an ability to uh, uh, to kind of bring them under our wing and just further develop and build out the entire process. They did have a few uh, services that we didn't offer and, and quite frankly, services that they were far superior than us at. Uh, their video uh, production skills are among some of the best in the industry. Uh, their creative is top-notch, and I like to think at Publicus we as well have some really impressive creative strategy. But these folks over there were just uh, just a great uh, team, and it was, uh, it's been really exciting for us to kind of bring them into the uh, folds of the Publicus uh, vertical here. And so we're looking forward to really exciting times between the two companies. Great. And... So tell me a little bit about what is your role with the company and then how did you get to where you are today? Like what was your, your journey? Was this your dream? Are you living your dream? I guess is the question. Yeah. So um, I am the managing director for both Publicus and for Real Living Productions. Uh, and essentially this was not planned. Uh, I was working uh, for a phenomenal company in uh, 2008, 2009, and a little bit earlier as well, called IMI Worldwide Properties. IMI was the gold standard of the real estate uh, sales and marketing world. It's, it's some of the most uh, substantial uh, real estate transactions that have occurred over the past 30 years have been a result of the IMI team. Um, and we were just part of a great Team. It was everything from sales and marketing, uh, and I was on the marketing side of it. This was all prior to the recession that we had, and um, essentially, long story short, the recession just really made things difficult for companies like IMI and many others in the real estate world, uh, and unfortunately, we all had to uh, part ways during that. And so during that time, I just kind of had a... Um, uh, so to speak, a, a good roller deck in my back pocket. I knew a lot of developers. I knew a lot of real estate um, um, sales teams. 
And I'd also had a couple of phenomenal years working with IMI and their creative teams and just had really learned how to work with graphic designers, public relations practitioners, web developers, uh, copywriters. And so I just sat down and I thought, you know, if I can't find another job with one of these amazing real estate development, I'm going to start out on my own and, and hire myself, so to speak. And so in 2011, I started Publicus Community with that exact idea in, in mind that we were going to be an agency focused on the real estate and hospitality industry. We weren't going to be the guys that you would go to for, you know, advertising for a medical facility or for cars or for something, um, you know, outside of that vertical of the real estate world. Um, we just felt like we were going to be extremely good at one thing and leave everybody else to, to handle the other stuff. And so every time we sit down with a client these days, I have the, um, uh, the confidence and the honest truth to be able to look those clients in the eye and say that every member of our staff, from the graphic designer to the copywriter to the, um, to, to the managing director, are purely and solely real estate creative-minded people. So we understand what the developers are looking for. We understand the lingo and the language of the industry. And we kind of have found ourselves to be pretty successful of identifying and understanding what the audiences are looking for. So if you ask me again if, I'd, uh, you know, if I'm living my dream, it's a dream I didn't expect, but I certainly couldn't be happier in the world I'm in. Got it. I guess men, maybe leading into that question is, uh, and I'm kind of excited for this answer because I hope that you have some pretty cool experiences working with that type of client, but what's the coolest thing you've ever done in your career? Wow, I mean, there's so many unique opportunities in this world. So we work with real estate projects all over the world. I mean, we've got clients as unique as private islands in the Bahamas, uh, we've got clients that are uh, dude ranches in the mountains. We work with uh, ultra-luxury-related um, high-rise buildings. Uh, so we really have a lot of very unique properties that we get to be a part of. Um, and, you know, seeing some of these creative elements at work and the successes coming out of these things is just one of the, the big things that makes me excited. Um, I'd, I'd say from a, uh, a first-time perspective, when these things happen for the first time, it's, it's truly a, a unique experience. Like, for example, the first time we ran ads uh, in New York's Times Square on one of the uh, NASDAQ marquee billboard things, that, that, that was just a, uh, a really cool moment for us. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's, there's a couple of instances like that that um, – been able to uh, just kind of say, you know, did that really happen? And um, so, yeah, yeah, I'd say that's kind of part of the, the lifestyle in the industry. No, I love it. I mean, I've, I'm sure you have some stories and some travel to, to talk about and, and all those cool things. But we are, you know, I guess to give listeners the context, since this is evergreen, that we're talking at the end of August 2020. And obviously, we're about six months into this covid stay at home piece so i don't want to talk about this too long but i always need to ask like what are you seeing 
trending or what's going to be the long-term effects of this experience and apply it particularly to the industry that you serve? Yeah, so so much of what we're focusing on, uh, because it is real estate development and new homes, uh, sometimes the second home communities, we're really keeping an eye on this concept of live, work, play, and, and marketing our properties by uh, that focus. There are a lot of people nowadays who, uh, for safety reasons and for family reasons, maybe their kids are not in a school system right now because the schools are uh, doing stay at home and online learning. Uh, the parents, the families, everybody has found themselves in a scenario where they're all working from home or living from home or playing from home. And so the activity focus for a lot of our projects nowadays has shifted. Many times it might have been a focus just on look at how great this place is, look at the amenities that this place offers. But now that focus has become a little bit more uh, um, uh, centralized around the home itself. What does this project offer for my family to to do in a scenario where we really can't go many places but maybe we want to live in this place in idaho that has a ski resort and that has you know great mountain biking trails and a lake you know things like that i think are really a primary focus for a lot of audience these days in the real estate world and so what we do on our end is how do we market that how do we make this uh, clients community stand out among a lot of the other clients that are out there. Um, ways that we're doing that actually um, include uh, really hyper focuses on digital aspects of these footage projects. So we're doing a lot more video work thanks to the team at Real Living Productions. We're doing these really amazing digital brochures that have videos in them and links to uh, uh, floor plans and just these amazing 3D renderings within these same pieces. So uh, the digital aspects of marketing to people has really been um, elevated even more so than it was before. If I were to, Joe, if I were to go back and look at the amount of uh, um, um, traffic on the internet, you know, August of 20. 19 compared to August of 2020, it is dynamically different. Substantially more people are on the internet now than they were then. And I talk with my clients about this every day. Essentially, you have an even more captive audience than you had before. People are looking for new collateral. They're looking for new stuff to, to watch. They're looking for new interactive pieces to click on and to learn and to see and view. And furthermore, they're thinking about where can I go when this is all over? Can I go to this place in the Bahamas or maybe this place in the mountains or, or the beach? And so it's just really been a, um, a perfect set of circumstances for marketers to really look at how to reposition a brand. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I know I'm, I'm one of those folks, right? I'm sure there's many. Um, and I mean, I'm from, I live in Minnesota and, you know, one of the things that makes this fall potentially very unique is that our kids aren't going to school and, and both mom and dad are working from home. Mm -hmm. 
But what that gives you is the flexibility to go anywhere and live. Yeah. And when November, December, and January roll around in Minnesota, unless you play hockey in your backyard like I do on a pond, you're thinking about where can I go? And I'm not just talking about spring break. I'm talking about a month. And then you're going exactly what you said. What home can I go and stay at that has, you know, ideally we can drive somewhere to somewhere warm enough where there's a pool that you can go in and there might be trails or skiing or whatever it is. And, you know, um, we don't quite know that our kids are going to be home from school, but I, you know, I'm pretty certain that we are. And so we're keeping our eyes on all of that collateral that you're kind of sending out or having on hand or marketing properties differently. So we're definitely your target market, right? Um, and all of a sudden driving 20 hours from Minnesota to Florida or Arizona doesn't seem so bad when you can't fly mm-hmm. or don't feel it's safe to fly. Um, when years ago, you'd never even consider it. So, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and you're absolutely right. I think that's exactly the, the perspective that so many people are taking, be it in Minnesota or be it in um, North Carolina. There's, there's a lot of people who are looking at, you know, five to six months down the road, where can I be with my family? Right. How do you, how does your team working in the same uh, vertical or industry, working in this travel leisure development world, how do they continually come up with fresh creative um, when they're kind of always solving, well, maybe they're not, uh, but expand on what problems you're solving and what unique challenges they have to drive that creative inspiration. Well, you know, it's really something that I think uh, that inspiration comes from all around us. I mean, uh, we look at our competitors, we see what they're doing. And in some cases, if they're doing something better than us or more unique than us, we hope to possibly find a way to improve on that or make it our own stamp in that way. A lot of times we're looking outside of our own um, uh, industry for creative and unique things that might um, uh, be relevant to our world. So one thing that I've I've kind of uh, got our team working on right now that's pretty cool is if you're familiar with that game, uh, that Pokemon Go game, Sure. Uh, that people were playing on their phones probably, you know, about six months ago. It was super popular and, and it's probably still popular today. But you would look at it on your phone and you would be walking down a, a standard street in your town or in your house or whatever. And these little characters would appear on your phone within the backdrop of your actual uh, uh, phone or, or the backdrop of your own um, street view or whatever is appearing on the background of your phone. So we're taking that same uh, uh, concept, and we're saying, okay, imagine instead of you know a little cute little character popping up and and you doing battle with a character to to save Pokemon's you know life or something like that. Instead, what if instead of a character popping up, this was uh, a building popping up? So we started thinking, what would be a neat thing for an on-site tour? Maybe you're walking on a piece of property that hasn't been built yet. There's talk of a swimming pool being put in this location. So perhaps as a realtor, you would be walking some people through the neighborhood and you say, you know, in a year and a half, this is going to be a clubhouse with a pool. There's going to be a tennis court over here on the right. And just beside that is your beautiful two bedroom uh, townhouse, whatever it may be. And so in this same conversation, just like that Pokemon Go game where you would put your phone in that same vantage point and little characters would pop up. In our mind, 
what happens is you put your phone up in that spot and all of a sudden the tennis courts appear or the clubhouse appears or that two-bedroom townhome that you were just talking about to the realtor, it appears. So that's a really neat, uh, what we're calling AI uh, concept that we're working with right now on that. It's an augmented reality concept. And I really feel like um, for the real estate industry, that's a big uh, push towards the future, helping people envision what their property and their lifestyle is going to be like even before a single shovel has been put into dirt. Right. No, that's really cool. I, I think that you, it's, it's, it's inspiring to see the new, the new ways people are using technology, how they're applying it to every aspect of giving people a preview and ability to do different things. I know our team builds you know, applications and, and, and those sorts of things as well. And we're doing it for a, a retirement home community that's not been built. Imagine trying to sell, you know, um, multi-million dollar villas Mm -hmm. before, and, but you want to get some investment up front and trying to do it before those things are, are built. And so they're, they're semi-custom, right? And, so there, the, there was a team that built some 3D renderings and then different options and layouts. And we ended up building kind of the, the, the iOS application that the salespeople would use to mm-hmm. kind of work with that and show the different things. And it, it truly does give everybody an advantage that you know, the buyer gets to see what's, what's coming. The seller gets to possibly make a sale before there is something there, right? And, you know, it gives everybody just kind of a leg up to use that technology. So great to see that you're doing the same. Yeah. And Joe, I think you bring up a really great and interesting perspective on this is that it's not that we're just focused on on what the end consumer needs as well. In this industry, we're also trying to focus on what our sales teams need, because what our end buyer needs could be a totally different thing that our sales team needs. So the sales team needs to know the analytics. What is that buyer clicking on when they're on that website? Right. What is that buyer uh, uh, um, you know, finding valuable and useful in the information that's being provided? When a sales team can access that kind of information and they can tell, uh, even before deep conversations, that the Smith family is really interested in, you know, home sites that are on top of the, the hill rather than home sites that are, you know, close by the pool. That's valuable information for a sales team as well. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to see the, the forest for the trees. Um, and you know, it is, it is something that needs to be paid attention to, which is, brings me to another question that I wanted to make sure that I asked you today is just like, what, what are you doing with your clientele um, to give them the service that um, is different from maybe your competitors? What, what can you give us a, a point or two on how you do your work effectively with your clients and, and give them a ROI or a return on investment? Yeah, you know, I I don't know necessarily what our competitors are doing differently from us. 
what I can tell you about us is that we are very customer service um, oriented. So our clients call us from all over the world. So different time zones apply here. So um, I'm getting phone calls. My team is getting phone calls. We're answering these calls and it's seven or eight o'clock at night on the East Coast um, because it's five o'clock in California or whatever it may be. Maybe it's in Hawaii where it's a six hour time difference from us. Sure. The fact of the matter is what we do, uh, we just, uh, we, we try to be a little bit better than everybody else. We answer the phone, we answer the emails. We, uh, we may not have an answer immediately, but what we do is we acknowledge that our client or whoever it is that's asked us a question that we're working on it and we're gonna have, you know, an answer for them. It may not be that very moment, but we acknowledge them and then we give them the best resources we can possibly offer. And I think that makes a lot of difference. I think a lot of people really just want to know that somebody's listening to them. Yes. Or yes, the appropriate thing in, I do this too in my world and that's to acknowledge receipt and then give a, you know, it, the answer might be this, but let me confirm that or mm -hmm. so that they know that you're working on it, that they know that you received it, that they know the, my other favorite thing is to, to tell a client, like, if you haven't heard from me by Thursday at five, feel free to follow up that yeah. way. I've, I've got a backboard to where they're not, you know, worried at, you know, Monday, if they're bothering me, if they ask the question, right. It's like, I should absolutely have this on my list. I wrote it down, but I'm still going to say, if you have not heard back from me by this point, reach out. Maybe emails don't go through. Maybe that proposal software that I'm sending isn't, is not going to get caught in a spam filter. Maybe you missed a voicemail. You know, It just makes sure that they know when to follow up with you so that, that nothing is missed or you're not setting the wrong expectations. So I agree no, that's a really that. cool thing. Yeah, great ideas. So, and we only have a couple minutes left. I just want to hear from you, um, trying to avoid too many specific conversations about situations, but where is this industry going? You've had six months of this, like, this is really weird and things are changing a lot, but where is this industry that you serve going in the next, I'm going to go, this is very interesting. I'm going to go one year and three years from now. Um, what's going to be different in the world of marketing for property? because of what's going on now. Yeah, so I think over the very next year, uh, it really depends on some factors as in you know, how soon uh, we find a solution to COVID and the scenario that's at hand with that. You know, the sooner that arises, I think we're gonna see a lot more people traveling and I think we're gonna see a dramatic spike in people looking for bigger or more spacious uh, homes or places that are more family centralized. I think there's going to be a big renaissance for that. Uh, so we're kind of focusing and positioning ourselves as a, a, uh, a valuable marketing resource for the developers who are seeking um, you know, guidance during these tough times and, and how to, to shift their original messaging. Um, going further out, like you said, three years from now, uh, I've already heard mutterings in the world, Joe, of uh, the design of homes could be changing. You know, a lot of people have started looking, now this is, might sound a little controversial, but uh, in a lot of homes lately, 
the focus has been uh, these open floor plans. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, uh, a lot of people miss their privacy now that, that everybody's in the same room again. So uh, there's actually a little push in the architectural world that I'm already uh, reading articles about. I uh, where architects are saying maybe we need to put walls back up in the living room and not have it so connected to a kitchen. So, you know, is that three <laughs> years out? I don't know, but it's certainly something that people I, are starting to think about again. I love that because, yes, you're starting to see these like open floor pans, but with a hidden kitchen prep area. Yeah. yeah. And, and those sorts of things. And my other favorite example of this same thing is when I was, I think I was in college and a psychology professor showed um, uh, the typical size of men's genes through like from 1950, and I was in college in the early 2000s, to let's say 2010. Mm -hmm. And all it does is go in and out and in and out and in and out in terms of the size of the pants, not the length, but the width, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And you're in this mode like I see the thing that I can see the example of is like you see these old shots of Tiger Woods when he was awesome and his pants are ridiculously baggy. <laughs> and and now you see that they're like pretty tight. And then now I'm just starting to see like bigger pants coming trending again. Right. And it's the same wave in in your industry of this like, well, we want everything open because we're an open and everybody wants to watch me eat make dinner no i don't want people to watch me make dinner we need to have this space for this and this uh, i love that you're saying that and um i know it's maybe not a, a business it's good it's good foresight for anybody who's marketing a property like that but um it's fun to kind of end on that note so unfortunately we're out of time for the, t the day today time for today today peter um but i wanted to thank you uh, for joining us on Mind Your Own Marketing Business. Um, you can find um, Peter at publicusco.com as well as on LinkedIn under the Publicus community. And then Peter um, also is launching this new business called Real Living Productions, which will be at reallivingproductions.com. Anything else to add there, Peter? That's it. I think you uh, did a wonderful job. Thank you so much for having me on today. Awesome. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of our program by going to fjordgdigital.com slash mindyourownmarketingbusiness or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio.